Welcome to You Wear It Well. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Heiserman, physical therapist and founder and CEO of Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services. We're at the intersection of fashion and technology, otherwise known as wearables. We look at the people, products, and research that make up this exciting world of wearables. Are you a fashion designer, electrical engineer, or someone with the dream of designing a wearable? Apply for membership to my LinkedIn group page, Biotech Fashion, and join in the discussion. Well, welcome to this podcast, and I'd like to uh, introduce with great pleasure a research student at the University of Calgary in Canada and the Human Performance Lab, and his name is Ishan Chaturanga, and he has some exciting research that he is currently working on. So I invited him on to the podcast to share uh, a little bit about his background and also what he's working on right now, and also future. What would he like to work on during the future? So I just wanted the listeners to have an understanding of what it takes for a wearable to actually start. What does it start as? And, and how do you move forward? And what drives the constant improvement in wearables? So it's not something that just appears on the market. So Ishan, go ahead and take it away. Okay. Uh, first of all, thanks for the invitation to be in your podcast. Uh, so if I give you a small introduction about myself, uh, my education background is basically uh, in textiles engineering and electronics engineering. And uh, I have worked in the field of electronic textiles and wearables for like four or five years. Uh, like uh, I got the chance to work in uh, platforms such as uh, Active heating, active lighting, uh, active compression, haptics, uh, massage therapy, uh, touch sensitivity, and stuff. And uh, right now, I'm working at University of Calgary at the Human Performance Laboratory. Uh, so my research is mainly uh, investigating into whether it's possible to measure the knee joint angle using a single IMG sensor, uh, using machine learning techniques. Uh, so the main idea behind the research was that uh, we got to, I got to know that uh, ACL injury is a huge thing here. Like lots of athletes uh, suffer from ACL injuries like yearly. Uh, like sometimes, uh, sometimes most of those athletes uh, won't be able to come to their normal uh, performance again, even after surgeries. Uh, so. Then I, I went into uh, investigating into like uh, what are the technologies available today to measure on a joint. Uh, then I got to know that uh, there are some really sophisticated and really accurate technologies such as iPhone, like video motion capturing analysis. And uh, there are some other other devices such as like Xsense, where, where you use uh, two or three IMA sensors to measure uh, a knee joint angle. Uh, so I thought of uh, it. It'll be really good if you can have a, if you can make a band or sock 
or a pant or something with a single IMA sensor, which will be connected to a mobile device. And, uh, and we can ask the athlete to wear it while he's playing. And uh, the, uh, the coach can get uh, feedback uh, on whether uh, he or she has played a dangerous movement, a dangerous cutting movement or something, which will end up eventually in an ACL injury. So uh, the coach can uh, redesign the, uh, the, the training sessions to be more safer. So yeah, that was the main idea. And uh, so right now I'm, uh, I'm going through the data collection and uh, let's see where it will end up. Yeah, I, um, that, that's a fantastic research topic. And I know from my perspective as a therapist, I can see where that, that's gonna go from the university training room into the clinic, because that would also be something that we could utilize in a post-operative ACL patient, uh, for whether they're going back to the soccer field or they just want to go back and play softball on Saturday afternoons. So I think that's that's really, really wonderful. Um, just a perspective for our listeners, um, Isha and I were talking beforehand that from a clinical perspective, if you've got just one IMU sensor at the knee versus two or three, like what we're seeing now with the technology, uh, that's that's a much simpler device for a clinician to operate with. The more wires we have to deal with in the clinic, the less likely we're going to want to use it because that takes up our time. Uh, it takes up a researcher's time as well. It takes up everybody's time. So I, I think what you're working on is fantastic. I think it's something that is, you know, a, another example of how quickly this this wearable fields changes. The technology improves so rapidly that I think it, it, it's almost it's almost so we can't even keep up with it from uh, the clinical perspective. But somebody like Sean says, hey, there's a need for this. Let's see if we can do it. I think that's fantastic. So with with the mind that you have, the creative mind and, and understanding working with computers and all, what are some what are some wearables that you would like to perhaps invent on your own? You know, whether you work for somebody else or you become um, your, your own your own researcher and start your own company. Do you have some ideas or some dreams? What would you like to see that's not out there yet in wearables? You may see the potential as a, as a researcher that we don't see on the other side, on the, on the clinical and the consumer side. Oh yeah, uh, uh, that, that, that's actually a, a tricky question. Like, uh, because uh, the, the possibilities are, are really huge. Like when you, because basically uh, wearables, oh, so we have two categories in wearables. Like well, one is like hard wearables, the other one would be, other one is the, the electronic textiles. Uh, so right now, like uh, people are um, a bit used to using uh, hard wearables such as Fitbit, like watches, like uh, e even we can tell like our mobile phone is a wearable. Like uh, the 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 new section is the electronic textiles. Uh, so so right now, lots of researchers and universities are looking into. And, and lots of companies, even companies like Google, Apple, Facebook, they are looking into uh, electronic textiles, like at, like uh, basically uh, are narrowing down the gap between textiles and electronics. 
because if if, if we can if if we can uh, attach an electronic sensor or something to a garment uh, which a user can use in day to day life without even recognizing that it's in there, uh, the data we can get is huge. Like uh, like we can use that data to recognize even like uh, whether those patients have some kind of illness or something, uh, which we cannot cannot do with current wearables. Like because uh, we can't ask a user to wear their watch for twenty four seven. We can't ask a, a user to have their mobile phone in their pocket for twenty four seven. But if you can make uh, uh, an undergarment or a, or a t shirt, even uh, uh, it's it's a high probability. Like uh, we cannot ask the user to like wear it uh, continuously, like a base garment or something. Uh, so the applications where we can put electronic textiles, it's it's actually a tricky question. Like uh, actually, like uh, I don't think I'll be able to answer that directly because uh, uh, because the the challenges we have in e textiles. And uh, with those challenges to what kind of uh, applications we can use it into uh, is a huge thing. Uh, so right now, uh, platforms such as uh, uh, heating, like uh, active heating and uh, active lighting and uh, sensing, those stuff are being used in some products. Uh, like for an example, you can see uh, heated gloves, heated uh, base layers, right now in the market, and uh, and uh, you can see garments with uh, hidden hidden LED lights and and stuff, which uh, runners can use, and uh, you can see uh, uh, garments with uh, sensors and stuff. For an example, uh, the one Google Google came up with uh, Levi's, the Google Jacquard. Uh, device uh, which you can give a which you can give a a, a signal input to an electronic device using your jacket just just by touching your jacket. Uh, so the uh, the possibilities are really huge. So actually, I I have not thought yet into like in in what kind of product I need to uh, I'd like to work in. Uh, yeah. So that that that's a huge that that's a huge question. I think. And um, that, that's a good answer because when I talk with people that I talk with that are in the current wearable market field, they say the exact same thing. We don't know where it's going to go. We have we have dreams, we have goals, and they'll probably be reached uh, just like anything else. In, in if you dream it, you can make it happen. So I I think that um, you might be better to answer that once you finish your doctorate, right? Once you get all the yeah. all of that, yeah. all of that done. And who knows what technologies will be coming forward uh, that you will be creating new technologies with a single sensor. Um, I know we were uh, talking earlier uh, before the podcast about the how few electrodes or how few IMUs could we get to measure the shoulder. And I saw the look on your face like, yes, that's a tough one. You know, from the academic standpoint, that is difficult. Uh, from the clinical standpoint, it, it's shoulders are very tough to treat. So, you know, at some point, 
maybe collaboration where, you know, you working with working with physiotherapists, working with trainers to um, come up with something. And I think you're right. I think the e-textiles with some sensors that are, are just starting to become developed with elastomers, things like that might start to get us somewhere where we can have a shoulder joint being measured. Uh, and it is going to be tricky because you, you have, you have simultaneous planes of motion at the same time. It's multi-planar simultaneously. So that will be, I know that will be a trick. Um, I'm confident though, that people like you, Ishan, will come up with something like that in the next several years, just because what, folks in research have been able to do in the last 10 years. It's, it's remarkable. The more I look at the research and the, the people that I talk with, it's, it's more than remarkable. It's, it's almost unbelievable uh, what, what's coming out and how quickly it's coming out. So I think I would like to have you back on again on the podcast uh, in, a, in a couple of years. I'll keep contact with you. And uh, when you are near finished with your doctorate, which right now might seem like forever for you, but um, it, the end does come and uh, see what you can, what, what, what you might be looking at in the future, because I, I'd like the audience to know what, what the future is. And like you said, years ago, the, the Fitbit was the wearable. And now the Fitbit has been so well accepted and that people don't even think of it as a wearable. It, it's just become like putting on your glasses. It's like putting on, on your shoes. Um, and I think you're right. As the e-textiles improve and we can get the electronics sewn right in or sensors sewn right in, I think it's going to be even easier to access. It, it, like you said, it's just someone's going to put on a shirt and walk out the door. They won't even really have to think about it. So I, I agree with you. I, I see that as the what's what's coming up. This whole wearable field is 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 just coming over the horizon. And, and yet it's a big sun coming up over a big horizon. There's a lot going on uh, with that. Uh, anything else happening at the University of Calgary as far as wearables? Any of your colleagues uh, working on some interesting projects before we close out the podcast? Oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, at University of Calgary, uh, we have a, a special program for wearables, like a special uh, like a, a specialization. Uh, so, uh, so that, that that's how I I I got ended up at Calgary as well. So they, uh, it, it's a Canadian government funded uh, uh, project. Uh, so, uh, so they they search into uh, people who's working in wearables from all around the world, and uh, just uh, like uh, talk to them and ask and uh, ask them to work with Calgary. Uh, so uh, so right now in the uh, it's comparably a new group like we have like 30 people 30 or 38 people there right now okay. uh, so so all of them are working in variables from different perspectives like uh, for an example there are people from psychological uh, specializations from uh, biomedical from uh, from geo geosensing specializations so they are looking. So as I mentioned, like uh, the where the way the ways wearables we can use uh, is so huge. Like it, it it won't limit into even using a garment. Uh, I mean, 
when you come up with the technology to seamlessly attach a sensor to a fabric or a textile, uh, the places you can use that textile is huge. Like you can use it you know, in an automobile. Even you can make a smart table with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are looking into all those stuff. Like people from different backgrounds are there. Like uh, they are they are looking into what are the possibilities that e-textiles and wearables can be used into. Uh, so yeah, so that's a special program here. Yeah, I think in Canada only the University of Calgary uh, involved in this project right now, as per my knowledge. I, I don't know whether other universities are involved as well. Uh, but we have kind of really good interdisciplinary team here. Uh, and uh, yeah, so those guys are doing really, really interesting projects. I don't know whether I'm like, uh, I'm allowed to talk about those without without their consent. Uh, but uh, as for my knowledge, they're, they're doing really interesting projects. Like you'll be able to see some results within next uh, two to three years. Well, that's exciting. Well, the interdisciplinary part is, is really important because that's what's going to put it all together to get a wearable out on the market. And um, and and I see that as well with the companies that I work with and that um, I've been talking with. So. Well, Ishan, thank you very much for taking part in the podcast. I know our listeners got a lot out of it to find out what's going on on the research end. How does what what's what's the development? Things we don't see for four or five years are are in the making right now in, in the research laboratories like at the University of Calgary. Well, again, thank you very much and have yourself a good day. And I'll probably have you back on. Uh, but we'll keep in contact and we'll get back uh, together on the podcast again and find out uh, maybe more of what's going to be new in a year from now. Things we haven't even thought of yet might be new and on and on the research table by then. OK, thanks a lot, Sean. You take care. OK. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. Hey, if you're a startup wearable company and you'd like to be able to get your information on this podcast, please contact me at my company website, www.spectrumergonomics.com. I'd love to be able to feature a little bit about what you're doing to let the world know about your wearable. Well, thanks for joining me at the intersection of fashion and technology, and may you wear it well.